0: The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. Episodes may contain adult language. Mm.
1: Hello and welcome to Connected. This is the podcast from Side Street Studio Arts where we talk to the community about the arts. I'm Erin Rayberg, founder and executive director of Side Street, and I'm back with our Vote Local series about the arts and politics in anticipation of our 2023 local elections for city council and mayor. I will be speaking to as many candidates as possible about their participation in and views on the arts and culture in Elgin. And today I'm joined by city council candidate, Karen Jones. Hi Karen, welcome back. <laughs>
0: Thank you for having me. Nice to be back. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> um, Karen you're running again yeah you you ran for city council a few years ago and and are running again and so we talked to you before and if people want to find out a little bit about you they can go back to that last podcast um then that's still up in our feed but we're gonna dive in again with you today and hopefully get some new people to get to know you so um karen tell me your elgin story i know it's an entrenched elgin story (laughs) what's your elgin story
0: yeah, so um, I was born and raised here in Elgin. I grew up here, went to u 46 schools. Um, so I've been here all my life and I got married. I've raised my family here. Uh, I joined our family business in 1997, an insurance agency in downtown Elgin. So I've been here for over 25 years. Um, I volunteered in, in many organizations, various uh, not-for-profits and, and different groups uh, in the city of Elgin. Um, I'm currently serving on the planning and zoning commission uh, as a volunteer position for the city. They have their different commissions um, running my business. I did run two years ago for city council. I ran with a slate at that time. Um, I don't think I ever would have done it without those ladies. We had a great time and I, you know, it's a big deal to put yourself out there and, and, um say you want to do something and hope to make some change so uh we had a great time uh we were unsuccessful all three of us were unsuccessful so i decided to do it one more time this is it and this will end my um foray in local politics uh whatever the outcome is um however that turns out but we're having having a really good time the last campaign i learned a lot i met a bunch of really great people um, like I said, o- the overall experience was was great and I really enjoyed it. So um, I'm hopeful for a different outcome in this election. But there are 10 candidates and six people will lose. <laughs> so, that's the reality of it. So. The st- stack so, yeah. of
1: humans were uh, this we're thinking stack
0: about. of humans. <laughs> I, it would be great if we had better voter turnout, but that's just not um It's not what happens in Elgin. This is a mayoral race, so it will be it will be better. It will be more people than the last time. Um, I think we needed 67 signatures to get on the ballot in this election. So (laughs) it's pretty, pretty um, discouraging results in, in voter turnout, but. But yeah, I, that's kind I of- mean,
1: we ho- we keep talking about it around Side Street all the time, like, it, w- w- let's do this again, because maybe if even one more, two more, five more people think about voting in our local elections for, for our current numbers, that's a jump up. And, and we just need to keep jumping up to get that local turnout.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Karen, tell me more about the Zoning and Planning Commission. What does that mean? What What do you all do there?
0: Um, So there's it's it's a volunteer position. It's appointed by the council. We do various things: um, map amendments, conditional use applications, um, you know, those kind of things. Uh, Change of use of a building. Those, you know, any kind of thing that's outside of the scope of what is what what they call permitted use that is acceptable and kind of smooth sailing right through. Uh, A lot of industrial companies, a lot of industrial use out of far west off of Randall. Um, We've got some heavy, heavy industrial uses right over here off of Lake Street. It's an approval process. It's the public hearing process for the community um, before it. So we're a volunteer-based group and we send our recommendations to the city council to approve or not to approve. Got so it. it's, it's been great too. It's been really nice to see the um, different development areas around the city and the growth and the impact that they have and the different kinds of entities that come into Elgin or even look at Elgin.
1: This, you know isn't what what we're scheduled to talk about but one of the things that we kind of talk about with economic development and even creative development, especially in downtown Elgin are different barrier you know barriers that people perceive or are actual to getting into spaces right or, or starting events or things like that. Do you all see any of uh, any of that you know in planning and zoning like, bureaucracy barriers that we're trying to jump over anything like that?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And there's, so I'm coming from at it from the private sector, right? And there, I've really enjoyed my time working with staff, the community development department. Um, they're really a bunch of rock stars with their knowledge base and what they know and what they, um, and we've just had some really great conversations about um, how do we make that a little bit easier? How do we, you know, how, how do we how do we make things that seem like they're really good fits and not only that, but how are we complementing one another, right? Like, um, and I, you have to, you see it from both perspectives. Um, we have to have standards and baselines cause you drive through and you see it through different eyes. You drive through other communities and you think, what the heck happened to <laughs> what happened? Um, and then you, you know, Elgin we're pretty lucky. I think we can, I think we can, uh, I think we can do better at thinking outside of the box. Um, But the staff interaction that I've had and the things I've learned uh, working with them has been has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed it all.
1: And so what made you decide to dive in and and go through this whole campaign grind again, again, this time? It's a lot like like you said, it's there's a lot of good, but it's a lot. It's a big commitment. So why now? Why this time?
0: Um. So I follow local politics for a long time. I watch every city council meeting. I watch anything that, you know, all the the police task force meetings, the anything that they have available, I skim the agendas. Need a new hobby, I think. But um <laughs>
1: I've been in your office when you've had to pause a council meeting, you were <laughs> wanting to have a conversation. I <laughs> listen to them like
0: talk radio <laughs> in the background of my, you know, when I'm working, much to my co-workers' dismay sometimes. <laughs> but um I, you know, I, I guess because of it, I'm I'm knowledgeable about what's happening. I see what's happening on the dais. I see the presentations from staff i see um i see what's i pay attention to what's in my community i i volunteer for things that i feel like i could do something to participate you know to give back um in an effort to give back and and i think um i think we can be better i think that our city staff in this election you know we started hearing chatter in last fall i guess um some of the some of the candidates telling people that you can't trust staff, you can't, um, they would like a whole new form of government change for for the city. Um, 10 years ago, when I was involved with the League of Women Voters, they did a about 10 years ago, they went out to the community thinking that they should change it to an aldermanic form of government where you had a representative from each. Um, and what they determined at that time was that the city of Elgin, our residents didn't even know what form of government they had. At the time, so back to the drawing board. Um, so I, I guess this time around, you know, I I'm really passionate about Elgin. I think it's a great city. I think we can be better. I think if we're collaborating and we're working together and we're hearing all those voices that need to be coming to the table and having those conversations, I, I think we can be better. I think um, I think there's a little bit of a culture at at City Hall that. And you see it in other organizations, too, that kind of puts them on the defensive or, um, you know. And depending on the situations that they're in, I think that's fair and realistic. And I just think that there can be more collaboration, more community outreach, more community engagement um, so that we're meeting everybody. And it's not just the few people that show up to vote that need to hear that have their voices heard. Um, It needs to be it needs to be everybody. It needs to be a much broader base. We could tap into some of those city staff resources and hear what they're hearing. They're the front lines. They hear, you know, when we're talking about community development, I would venture to guess there are far more complaints about code and community development and occupancy and ordinances than there are about our police department um (laughs) you know watching those task forces i was shocked at the few the number the few amount of complaints and issue that the police department has i'd like to see how that compares to other departments and use that data to to determine where funds need to be invested for improvement
1: you make a really good point about our structure of um, government, right? The alderman system or ours. You, I, you're right. Even though I know what ours is, it's not something I think about until we come to election time. What is what is our form? What is the makeup of our city council uh, versus an alderman system? Can you explain that for folks who might not know?
0: So we're a city manager form of government. So the city council hires one. One staff member, and that's the city manager, and then they work together to collaborate. Um, council members are elected at large, which means they can live in any area of our city with any interest, and in which has served—I think—it's served us well for a really long time. Um, and then the council helps with the staff input and recommendation, helps determine the policy and the and the votes. Um, and votes on what they want to approve and the strategic plans and the initiatives and the, the different things. If there's one thing I think our city does really well is hiring. Um, I know, you know, the city manager, um, I've worked with him in various capacities and we don't always agree. But that doesn't mean <laughs> he's wrong or I'm wrong or I'm, you know. Um, we, can, we can disagree and we can each have valid points and respect each other's opinions and knowledge. And um, like I was saying before, working with the community development department, I learned something every, every meeting. I, I, I learned something new. And, um, and like I said, I, I, I think those conversations may be happening. I think, um, again, the city, the, the form of government that we have, it, I, it's working. It, you know, the, the council people do receive a stipend um, for their services, but I mean, you can, there's pros and cons to all the different kinds of government. Um, but when we have a community where we can't even get 10% of our registered voters to come out and vote, I don't think the problem is the form of government. It's the participation in the form of government. Um so what are we doing Where what, what can we do? You know, angry people vote. And so that's a good indication of how our city is running. And I, I shouldn't say it's a good it's not I take that back. <laughs> it's not a good indication, indication right? <laughs> but it's, it certainly sends a statement that people in Elgin are not angry um, when when people are angry, then they show up to the ballot to make changes. And, and we don't get that. So Unfortunately, you know, I, I would really like to see that change. I was part of a, a group we started, the, and you guys were very involved in the Elgin Civics Club. And the whole purpose of that organization, we formed it, we established it, and the whole purpose was to increase voter engagement. We didn't care who you vote for, and I still don't care who you vote for ever in any election. You know, I, what I care about is the quality of the candidate and the people, um, and that you get out and vote. It doesn't matter. We don't all have to agree on who but your voice isn't heard if you're not doing at least that, that bare minimum.
1: Yeah. Thank you for all of that background information. That's, that's really helpful. I I think you're right. I don't think a lot of people know exactly the structure um, that, that we're living under and working with. Um, So to turn the wheel here, what has been your involvement in supporting the arts and culture in Elgin?
0: Um, So you know, I, let's get down there, um, we as a, as a business owner, we have always done sponsorships and different things with the, with the um, arts community. Um, as Karen, I intend, I invite, and I engage in the, in the things that interest me, that's different for everybody, right? I love Fringe Festival. Um, that's one of that's my favorite things. In downtown.
1: <laughs> right. <Half laughs> I know we were just at a show.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, and I have all my buttons and badges from every year you guys have done that. That's one of my favorite. the only, I think the only ones I missed were during COVID. Um, and that was so different anyway, but um, so, you know, supporting it that way. Um, I wish we would have more of it, you know, more in town whether it's downtown or outside of the downtown um we just don't seem to be able to um, get the kind of attendance and the the momentum that's that's needed for it i think the cultural arts commission and i know you're part of that i think they've done a nice job trying to you know pay artists for different things and inspire that kind of um involvement but we still don't seem to have the traction that and I don't know if that's I don't know what makes that happen, you know, the Cultural Arts Commission and the folks that are, are doing it. I love the small theater. We have so many great small theater groups. Um, I saw one of them is going to Schomburg this weekend for some things that they're doing in one of the Schomburg art houses. That's really cool. Um, I'm not sure, you know, that's not my wheelhouse. To, to be able to say, what can we do to make this better? How can we grow it? How can we get people to show up? Um, I, don't, I don't think we tell our story. I don't think, you know, I think that's true with, with anything, with, with any business, with any entity, with any events. I don't think we're really good. We think we're telling our story because we're right in the middle of it every day, all day. But I don't think that necessarily translates into engaging with the community and getting people to to buy into that support of arts or, you know, we have the sculptures, we have the, the painted gutters, we have some of those different things going on and all the theater, but how are we, we're missing something because they're medium attended, right? You know, better than me, the, you know, I attend things and I attend things in other communities um, that are huge events and we just don't seem to get that traction. Uh, for some of the things when that we're you, doing.
1: When you say you would like to see more, right a, more butts and seats, as I call it, right, is always right. <laughs> eyeballs on work and butts and seats is always more. Is there more creative uh, work you would like to see happening or are you strictly talking about more humans coming to see what's happening right now?
0: I think it's probably a combination of both um, that that need to happen. you know, this the city, changed their model of funding and special events and different things and consolidated that um years ago they, there used to be different sponsorship opportunities for for any kind of festival that you were doing whether you were a church group and you needed five thousand dollars or maybe we need to bring some of that back um some of that funding because that the difficult truth and the reality is that um, the city can budget and plan for some of that stuff and, and drive that into the economic development. The not-for-profits don't have the ability, right? You have to fundraise and make your money to be able to put on the event because there are all those, you know, and if you're spending all your time fundraising in order to put on a event, you lose some of the magic in the event, right? Where the city can kind of, they have they have a better ability if that's where the commitment and the dedication is for the council to invest some of those funds to be putting that back on you know we had well and i you know there was many festivals there were you know over the course of time and and that kind of stuff just drives people in and you hope that the subsequent things that happen in addition to it happen organically
1: And so is that something that you think the city can or should go back to or have more of an active role in their responsibility to the cultural arts and culture activities in Elgin Um, beyond just that, you know, uh, Cultural Arts Commission support, right, which only goes so far, but that kind of um, sponsorship that you're mentioning that has happened in the past, is that something you think we should go back to or a version of that?
0: I think it's at least a conversation. I think um, you know there's there's a combination. They're in the process of the strategic planning is happening now. I've attended a couple of those meetings. Um, they've been held out at the the Holiday Inn out there where Bennigan's. Um And hearing some of that conversation uh, at the last one, I just kind of had to laugh because it was myself and another couple was there in the and then two members of the chamber of commerce were the only participants that were listening. Um, but it was a great candid conversation. And it, it really showed, um, the, the couple that I was sitting with, it really showed the disconnect I think of the current council members and the reality of things, especially when it comes to the downtown. Um, they live in the area. This couple lives in the area have, their kids are now grown and flown just about, Um, But we were talking about, you know, the council was talking about restaurants and entertainment and all these different things. And they're looking, they're like, what are they, where, where do you, where can you go for that? We can't even get a vegan meal in downtown Elgin. We can't, you know, like just these interesting conversations that were happening. And, and again, you know, you and I are downtown Elgin all the time. So we kind of see some of that reality. Um, But listening to the some of these conversations you would think that we have this really vibrant nightlife and we have we have in side street studio i think is responsible for doing some really great things in downtown elgin probably more so than a lot of the organizations but there is this disconnect about from what i think is the reality versus the perception and even of our council members currently that that aren't seeing the the I don't want to say the real situation, but I, I think it's the real situation, right? They're getting some numbers and some different reports and some different things that don't really seem to line up with the reality of of this situation. Although the arts, I think it should be all over the city. It shouldn't be. We shouldn't focus on downtown Elgin. I think there should be, you know, many more opportunities to to be putting that out there. I know. Um, Janice theater, their their use of the parks and the different spaces that they have done in the you know I did one of their things at Lord's Park and they've gone all over to incorporate and and that's kind of fun to to get to see all of those outdoor things and the different venues that they're using and I think we need to think outside the box and do some of those things. I wouldn't mind seeing that as, as part of the strategic plan more investment and more. Um, Uh, And I don't want to say the heavy lifting, but it can even be in the form of making it easier to close down a street, making it easier to do some of those things. I know they have the dust and good with the with the party bus. I think that's fabulous. But that can be incorporated into other other functions, too, um, for organizations that are smaller that are, you know, these two man theater groups or the two, you know, even just the artists to use that truck to have an art show somewhere and be able to have tables, chairs, all those kind of things. I wouldn't mind the conversations. I don't know what the secret sauce is with that. You want to talk about insurance. I can, you know, we can talk about that, but um, other communities are doing it and doing it really well. And I'm, not sure. I think part of it is an image issue. And there are other things that you and I know all too well about different areas of of Elgin that make events and invitation and um, engagement really difficult for people.
1: Yeah, you're mentioning some of, you know, smaller groups or or individual artists. And and it's true. I mean, I, I will say all the time, if if Tanner or I had started this alone, it wouldn't have happened. You know, like when you're trying to do something alone or with a smaller group, you can get cracked when you have to think about those permits or shutting down a street or, you know, you know, all of those sorts of things. And so, um, the mention of those, those do become those smaller barriers to individuals moving forward. And, you know, uh, why I think it starts to trend towards larger organizations, being able to make things happen um, and hopefully supporting those, those uh, smaller processes as well, but also moving beyond downtown. I love that idea. I feel like it's something, you know, we, talk about, but don't always see in action. And yes, Janice, there's been some great things at Wing Park to, you know, that, that happen, but also fly under the rain do- radar, you know, like I'll happen to be walking through Wing Park and this event's going on and, and how, how was I going to know about that? And, you know, I pay attention. So, um, the word disconnect that you brought up, it really, it really makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like I
0: said, you know, it's, it's, And it's the same, you know, we all run in our same circles, right? And the only way that we're going to grow is by getting outside of those circles and and doing some of those things. And we all, you, you think that that's, well, I think that people think that that is the way that things are because that's what you're so entrenched in. And that's what you're doing every day. And that's what you're, and I just don't think that's necessarily the case. I think that i think that there's just so much so many more opportunities that we can do and that's when i say that tapping into the city staff you know they're right there they're getting all those applications they're fielding all those calls they're so let's start having some more and i know those conversations happen amongst departments and you know and and that kind of thing But, but let's start let's really tap into that and make sure it's happening on a more frequent basis and a more accountable basis. Right. Right? I mean, one of the things I'm planning and zoning um, event spaces in, especially in the downtown and all over Elgin is these, these event venues um, that they're giving you a white box to come in and you make it your own. And, you know, and some of them are more than white box, but a lot of them are, But when we're having them in the, you know, (laughs) there must be seven downtown Elgin, but so what what are we doing is the Community Development Department, what are we doing to tap into the Chamber of Commerce or the Downtown neighbor Association or what are some complimentary businesses, what are some, you know, and I've asked this question and. I I think that that process could be enhanced and could run a little more smoothly in those in those relationships and in those partnerships that are already established or change it up, you know, make make some different things happen, do some do something different. But here we are. I mean, it was like every month and we're getting special event venues, which is if there's a demand for it, I don't know what the demand is. That's, again, not my wheelhouse, but we're having a ton of them. So I know when I go to a wedding in, the, in between, you want to go grab a bite to eat. You maybe want to have a drink. You want to pick up a card. You want to pick up some flowers. You, you know, whatever it is, are we then making sure that we have some of that, that we have hotels that are buying into all this, that we, you know, how does that, how does that all translate into, into the process?
1: Yeah, I'm bringing that process to the light of day, right? To get more brains and and ideas on it. That's that's really, right. interesting. yeah. Karen, uh, you know we've talked about your interest in the arts and that sort of thing. What what else is in your platform? What else do you want people to know about you as you run for city council?
0: Um, I, I guess. Um. I think there's just a lot of things, you know, we, we know better, let's try to do better, right? Let's try to implement some of those things. Let's tap into those, we have so many of those, those relationships in place, let's tap into that and, and and really um, strive to work together to make Elgin better I think that um, I'm really disappointed you know I'm doing this because I love Elgin I want to see us do better I think there's a lot of really great things in place now I think our core services are excellent our finances are excellent I think so many of the things that that Elgin has going for it is really going in the right direction. I'm not in this to tear it down and restructure and redo and I would like to see us grow those things and and become stronger and better. I think that I think that we're missing we're missing some of that development process and those conversations and um you know, I watching every every council meeting I I'm becoming a little more disappointed every meeting about how some of those some of those decisions made. And I, it feels a lot of times like we're voting on something because our friend said to vote for it. And, you know, this group is going to make this hit, you know, and, and local politics can't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. It needs to be nonpartisan. You need to be able to do what's best for everybody. Um, you need to be able to set set aside some of those things on a community level, and, and be able to vote for the things that you know, are right, it doesn't need to be because the other councilman said to vote for it, it it really shouldn't be that way. And I think, um, I think that's really the biggest part of why I I decided to do it again to do it one more time is because I'm so disappointed in some of that, some of those decisions and the votes, the way they're going, And I don't think that's how local politics should be.
1: If people want to find out more about you or learn more about your campaign, where should they go?
0: Um, So my uh, my website is jonesforcouncil.com. There's some information there um, about me. I have my Facebook page is uh, Kieran Jones for Elgin City Council. Um, my email is karenjonesforcouncil at gmail.com. Um, I'm planning some get-togethers and meet-and-greets that are coming up here in the near future. There's um, an opportunity to get to sit and visit um, the forums. I'm hoping that some of the forums will start. I think I just got some information from the League of Women Voters. Um, Some of the neighborhood groups that have historically had forums are no longer having forums. Um, So I just hope that people get out there and and educate themselves about all the candidates. Of course, you know, my own personal opinion is you should vote for Karen Jones on April fourth. But uh, again, I really, if we had you know, 15% voter turnout in this election, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. So I just hope that people get out and vote for the people that they think would align with with what they're looking for and what they want in the community and and do the right thing. I'm incredibly humbled by the support that I've received so far and people, the phone calls, the financial contributions, the signs. I I, it's very humbling. I plan to keep it, you know. I don't. Uh, in the last campaign, we didn't get into the into any of that nastiness that that started to come up, and I, I plan to do the same thing again this time. So for the next what sixty days,
1: sixty days or so is
0: all it is. I'll have and, a
1: countdown. Um,
0: <laughs> and I booked my beach vacation for April eighth. So I, you know, I did that two I'm years ago another. too. That's one way or another. You're either celebrating or licking some wounds, but doing it on a beach uh, is much better than than doing it here in Elgin (laughs) in Elgin after the elections all over. So I'm looking forward to it
1: Karen Jones, Thank you so much for your time and your thoughtful responses and 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 everything. I, I super appreciate you spending time with me today. Thank you.
0: Thank you guys for doing this and all you guys do in the community. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thank you everyone for listening. Be sure to follow and like the podcast so you can hear all of the interviews with the candidates. Early voting starts in March, a little bit earlier in Cook County. I think it starts the 10th and the 20th um, for Kane, And then the big day is Tuesday, April 4th. and, And we hope you all will make your voting plan and get out and vote. Have a good day, everyone. Thanks, Karen.
0: Thank you. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Nolan. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.